Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Grim Scenarios. I'm your host, Milk, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Emma. Hello, Emma. Hello, Milk. How's it going for you this week? Yeah, it's uh, another fine Wednesday. Uh, we've had a we've had a, a bit of a bit of stuff going on. We've been playing a lot of Clock Tower, and uh, now it's time to try to trick each other once again. Yeah, no, it's we're coming off, of course, a holiday here in America, which happened yesterday. Yes, that holiday was yesterday. Fireworks. For day. a lot of people, this is a wonderful holiday. Uh, for dog owners like me, it's mostly a comfort your dogs and as they shriek in terror holiday. Pretty much the same for me as well. Yes, my dogs are not fans of fireworks day. Uh, I heard that some cities are now doing uh, drone-based uh, light shows rather than fireworks for uh, the holiday, and that's very exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. I don't know if my city did that because I wasn't paying attention, but. I'm sure it'd be really nice if they did. It was pretty boomy here, uh, so I'm going to assume that we did not. <laughs> based on the based on the truckload of fireworks my brother sent me a picture of uh, out of the back of his truck, I know some fireworks were set off. Anyway, uh, we're back on the saddle. Wiggy talked a little bit about what we wanted to do, and we thought it would be best to take another visit at Sex and Violets, just because there's a lot of characters on Sex and Violets that we think are pretty tricky to play. Like, my personal opinion, which I don't know if Milk shares, is that Sex and Violets is the hardest of the base three scripts to play for either team. Particularly in person, I think it's incredibly hard for both teams. Online, it's a little bit easier for the good team just because the tracking of information is easier online than it is in person. But it's a very hard script to play. There's a lot of characters that have very difficult information sets to parse. And the presence of the Vortox makes everything even a bit trickier. So we are going to back to do Sex and Violets for this week. Um, yeah, so we're going to jump right in. I'm going to be playing good. Milk will play evil. As always, back to red. Uh, Emma, we're going we're gonna to start with you, and, and the folks can see already that you're going to be playing as the Mathematician, which was a very highly requested character uh, for us to do a scenario for and for us to talk a little bit about. So before we jump into the scenario more deeply, do you just want to say uh, a couple of things about the Mathematician as a role, kind of what it does, and maybe talk a little bit about um, why people find this role challenging to deal with? Yeah, um... So, the mathematician's role reads, Each night you learn how many players' abilities worked abnormally since dawn due to another character's ability. And this is a very hard role for a lot of people to grasp. There's a lot of things that make this weird. First of all, worked abnormally is a phrase that does not appear on any other character token. Um, I believe it's defined in the rulebook somewhere, but like it's not like... If you're just learning by playing, worked abnormally is not a term that makes much sense to you. Uh, second of all, people, I think, want the mathematician to be something it's not necessarily, which is that I think they want the mathematician to be counting the number of poisoning or drunkening effects in play, and that's not what the mathematician is doing. No, it's much better than that, right? It's much better than that. Like, very secretly, what the mathematician is doing on Sex and Violets, where, of course, its home script is, is on Sex and Violets, the mathematician is mostly saying, this is probably your demon type. And as we go through the scenario, I'm going to talk a little bit about why that's true. But the basic thing is the four demons on Sex and Violets each will produce four different patterns in their math numbers. 
And I have built out spreadsheets to help me understand how these patterns work, um, what numbers they can trigger, what order they can trigger those numbers in, what nights they can trigger those numbers on. So when you're a mathematician, there's a few non-demon characters you want to be really looking out for to try to track when they're procking your math number. There's only three that can, and one is very obvious. The other two are a little harder to find. But once you've adjusted for those three, what you're really doing is figuring out the demon type. And once you've figured out what the demon type is, you can start using those math numbers to lock in on where evil players are sitting on the grim. And I think just in a, in a broader sense, um, one thing people may find challenging about the mathematician specifically uh, is something that they find challenging about other roles that get information about what's going on with other people's information, right? Math gets what we would call meta information, information about other information. Um, general is like that. The new high priestess character is a little bit like that. There's a few roles in Blood on the Clock Tower that are pretty reliant on getting information from other players. And I would say that's a piece of mathematician that makes it at least an interesting social character as well, because you are reliant on people giving you their information so you can figure out what's what's happened. So with that in mind, let's go over to the Grimoire. Yeah. Before we start, let's go through the seven characters that can change the math number. Sure, that sounds good. Well, there's actually six. So there's the four demon types. One of them, the Fengu, can't actually change the math number. Correct. But it's important for thinking through your math numbers to consider math, and Fengu is one of the math-relevant characters, so we'll count that. The Vigor Mortis can change the math number, never on night one, only on night two moving forward. The Nodashi can change the math number. Now, the Nodashi can trigger the math on night one. It's much less common than you'd think it would be just from reading the Nodashi's token. Most Sex and Violet characters will not trigger a math on night one, but the Nodashi can. The Vortox, of course, will shoot the math number really high and then force the storyteller to lie about the math number. The Sweetheart can proc the math number um, at some point of the game, which the good team should be able to track. If you're a dead Sweetheart, you should not be hiding, because if there's a mathematician, they need to know that the number has happened. The Philosopher can proc the math number. And, of course, the Pit Hag can proc the math number. And if the Pit Hag has, pra has procced the math number, that will be very obvious to you as the mathematician, and you should be adjusting how you think of your information because of it. But that's it. Those are the only characters that can affect the math number. Okay, that seems that seems pretty that seems pretty helpful. Um, so with that in mind, why don't we go to the Grim and see what mm -hmm. see what kind of numbers you can sort out, Emma? All right, Emma, you are the mathematician, as we've already said, and you are sitting in seat number seven there at the bottom of the Grim. On night one, the storyteller arrives in your cottage and uh, informs you that your mathematician number is zero. That is completely expected. Okay. Like I was just saying, a Vigor Mortis and a Fangu cannot change the math number night one. A Philosopher can, but probably shouldn't. If the Philosopher is doing things that proc the math number night one, that's rude of the Philosopher. They should probably be waiting a night before they do it. Okay, fair enough. The Nadashi can proc a math number night one, but there's a very few set of characters and they have to be sat in particular positions for the Nadashi to proc it. And of course, the Vortox can, 
But if the Vortex does, the Storyteller has to lie about it, in which case they're probably going to give you a zero, because that's what the other three demons you should expect. Right, so your night one information doesn't eliminate any demons. It just tells me everything is proceeding normally so far. All right. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, you all wake up for uh, you all wake up for the day, and you have a few chats. And I'm just going to give you some information because I want to get us into a later day where you have more math number, more math information to try to parse through. So I'm just going to give you some information uh, that you gather throughout the next couple of days. Um, most people are pretty cagey on day one. This is a circle of fairly experienced players that you're sitting in, and so nobody's really throwing their information out there. But you do find out that the player sitting next to you in seat uh, eight uh, is going to hard claim seamstress to you and tell you that they checked the players in seat 11 and in seat five and got a yes. So those are seamstress night ones. Seamstress Perfect. night one. And I'll just put those on the scrim for the nice folks at home. Seamstress night one. All right. Uh, you don't really trust the claims you got from any other people, but the player in seat four claimed to be the klutz uh, when you suggested that perhaps they would like to be killed early so that they have the best possible chance of uh, uh, picking a good player. They seemed hesitant about that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what you've got. Okay. During uh, during nominations uh, that day, uh, several several people nominate. Uh, the player in seat four nominates the player in seat eleven. The player in seat two nominates the player in seat three. The player in seat eleven counternoms the player in seat four, and then the player in seat six nominates the player in seat eight, who is executed and dies. Right, so that was seat four, seat eleven, seat. Two and seat six nominated. All have nominated. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who was the execution? The execution was seat eight, who's sitting next to you. Okay. All right. So the following night on uh, night two, you uh, wake up, and the storyteller tells you that the mathematician number for tonight is a two. Interesting. So that's a big jump in math number. What uh, what are your what are your thoughts about the big jump in math number? So the first thing I need to do is I need to figure out if there's a philosopher or sweetheart who died. If either of those characters died, or if the sweetheart died, or if there's a philosopher in play who picked someone who's in play, that can explain one or both my procs. If neither of those things are true, though. The jump from a zero to two tells me specifically either this is an Odashi game, I'm Vigor Poisoned, or that it's a Vortex game that the storyteller wants to look like an Odashi game. In either the Vigor Poison or the Vortex world, it's making me look an Odashi world, because a Fengu always generates a math number of zero. A Vigor Mortis can only ever increase the math number by one proc at a time, so it can't go from a zero to a two, it has to go from a zero to a one. And in, so it's only the Nodashi that causes the math number to jump from 0 to 2. So this is, the jump from 0 to 2 is something that indicates the demon type is likely a Nodashi, but I do need to do check my boxes and try to see if I can track down a sweetheart or a philosopher to confirm 
that this is a no-dashy game, or a Vortex game that's being made to look like a no-dashy game. All right. Well, uh, everyone wakes up, and the player in seat four has died. The player in seat four claims Klutz and picks you. Okay. Um, and the storyteller says the game continues. All right. You have a few options uh, for conversations today, and I'm going to let you run a couple of conversations today because there's information you need to find. Uh, so I will uh, leave it out there. Uh, you can talk to the player in seat 10, seat 2, or seat 5. Okay. Um, I don't know whether any of these people are a philosopher. It's unlikely there's a dead sweetheart because seat 4 claimed cuts. In seat 8, I trust is the seamstress. So seat 10, seat 2, and seat 5. I'll just pick seat five, because seat five is probably good. All right, you talk to the player in seat five, and um, the the player in seat five uh, is a little little cagey, not really excited about giving out their information, um, but eventually you manage to pry a sage claim out of them. Okay. I asked them if they've heard of a philosopher, because that's most of what I'm interested in finding at the moment. No, nobody's told me about a philosopher or that they are the philosopher. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody's going to go Philo Sage. That's pretty silly. Why would anyone ever do that? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they they haven't heard of a philosopher. Uh, they said that, um, they say that the player in seat 12 told them that they were an outsider. Okay. Good. All right, I'll go back to town. Yep, and they sort of trust you because you were klutz picked. So, all right, all right. So you go back to town, and we'll get you another couple of conversations in here. Uh, you can talk to nine, three, or twelve. Uh, I'll talk to C twelve is an outsider. They're probably the barber or the sweetheart. I don't really need to talk to them right now because, like I said, I really need to hunt down whether there's a philosopher. So I will pick seat three. You pick seat three. All right. Uh, the player in seat three says to you that um, since you were klutz picked, they're going to uh, accept that you are probably a good player and tell you that they're the town crier and they got a no yesterday. Okay. So that's interesting. A town crier no on four nominations is pretty unlucky for the Evil team. I would agree. So that's something that does not strike me as likely to be true. Okay. Either they're evil or... Since we do have reason to believe this is a no-dashy game because of the jump from zero to two, there's a solid chance they're no-dashy poisoned. They're no-dashy poisoned, that puts a pretty fine line on potential demons. Yeah, so that's really useful information for me. Mm -hmm. uh, they ask what you are. Oh, I'm the mathematician. Oh, okay, great. I tell them I'm looking for a philosopher, so if they've heard of a philosopher, please send them my way. All right. Uh, they will tell you if they hear of a philosopher, but no one has claimed it to them at this time. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, that's probably, you know, enough conversation. You can have one more if you'd like, but I, I don't think there's any more information to give out right now. So um, you go back to town. Uh, do you want to make any nominations at this point in the game? I would vote on seat one or seat two today. You would vote on seat one or seat two today. How come? Uh, the town crier information is, like I said, unlikely. Um, if if no minions nominated, 
which is a big if. The four people nominated were 6, 4, 2, and 11. 11 and 5 are almost certainly on the same team because of the seamstress, yes? Unless it's Vortox World, and we'll deal with Vortox Worlds later. Um, the, and the seam, because I'm sat next to a seamstress, I'm sort of insulated from night one, no dashy poisoning on that side. So for a town crier, for a minion not to have nominated yesterday, the minions have to be between 10, 9, and 1 specifically, which is just very unlucky. Or I guess C12 as the, um, claimed outsider. So four seats with both of the minions, it's fairly unlikely. Like, it's highly likely that a minion did, in fact, nominate yesterday on four nominations. Just based off the fact that I know I didn't nominate, it's unlikely seat four is a minion, it's unlikely seat eight's a minion. Um, it's just highly likely that if one of these four people was, in fact, a minion, and if one of these four people was, in fact, a minion, seat one and seat two are looking like very strong Nodashi candidates. Well, the player in seat ten nominates the player in seat six. Uh, urgently nominates the player in seat six and says, I think this is almost certainly a Vortox game, and I don't know where the demon is, but uh, my information says that it is strongly a Vortox game. Okay. Uh, so they nominate the player in seat six. Uh, the vote goes around. There's not quite enough votes to get the player in seat six on the block. Uh, the player in seat five nominates the player in seat 12. And that execution does get enough votes to go through, uh, and uh, a, we'll say no one else. Uh, we'll say no one else nominates today, actually. Yeah. So my push on seats one and two fails. Your push on seats one and two fails. Yep. They there are not enough votes on seats one or two. Because hmm. I vote, I nominated. Let's say seat one. Okay, you nominate seat one, and let's say uh, seat three will vote. Uh, seat. Six will vote, and seat ten will vote. And you, of course, which is four, which is not enough. Okay. Uh, so seat twelve is executed and dies, and everybody goes to sleep. During the night phase here, oh, let me put a couple more things in the grim. So we uh, we did talk to this uh, town crier over here. Uh, who seems to have been honest with you. Um, yeah. They might be lying. Like I said, if they're evil, that's fine. But if they're good, it's very unlikely that neither seat one or that either seat one or seat two is an Odashi. Yeah. So the storyteller uh, is going to come to you tonight and uh, give you a one. Okay. Uh, and so uh, you wake up to discover that the player in seat 10 has died. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not going to simulate a whole lot more of this. We will go through another. We will go through another day. Uh, but I'm going to move the. I'm going to move the game forward a little bit um, because you've gotten some information uh, and. Uh, so you've got a night one, zero, a night two, two, and a night three, one. Several days later, the player in seat two has been executed. Let's say, uh, let's say the, the following day, uh, you managed to get the player in seat two executed. And that night, the player in seat 
11 dies. You receive another 1. The town crier is now out with their information, uh, and it appears that there just are no minions in this town. Okay. Have I found a philosopher at any point? No one is claiming philosopher, but the following day, you execute the player in seat 5, and that night, the player in seat 3 dies. And the next day, the player in seat 5 says, I was the snake charmer. I have cleared all of the living players. Interesting. What do you suppose is going on? Uh, did seat 12 come out as the sweetheart? Yes, seat 12 came out as the sweetheart. I should put them. I should probably put that in. I'll put in all the dead players, too, just to help you out here. Seat 12 came out as the sweetheart. Seat 11, after being killed, claimed to be the mutant. Seat 10 is the artist who asked a vortex proof question and got the wrong, or asked a vortex question, do 2 plus 2 equal 4, and got the answer, no, 2 plus 2 does not equal 4. Question has been used. Seat 9 is claiming to be the oracle. Seat 6 is claiming uh, to, what is six, seat 6 claiming to be? Seat 6 is claiming to be the flower girl and they say that they have a yes isolated on seat 9 and seat 1 they know that seat 9 and seat 1 are one of seat 9 and seat 1 is the demon seat 1 is claiming to be the clockmaker with a 3 It's seat two claiming. Seat two is claiming to be the philosopher who used their ability to take artist. What night? Uh, on night three, and asked if the demon was seated between seats four and nine, and got a yes. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a problem here. What's the problem? We have three outsider claims. And a math number that's greater than zero. Are all three of these outsiders claiming to have never been pit-hagged? None of the outsiders is claiming to have been pit-hagged. The player in seat four continues to claim to be the klutz. Yeah. And seat 11 and seat four died in the night? Seat 11 and seat four both died in the night. Or as we executed seat 12. You executed seat 12 who is definitely okay. claiming to be the sweetheart and claimed to be the sweetheart to the player in seat 5 on day 1. Okay. Well, seat 12 is a minion, then. Okay. Um, there's no claim here that would be responsible for the 0-2 to two jump, which rules out big. I agree. I don't think it's possible that this is a Vigor Mortis game. It's not possible for it to be a Fangouge game for the same reason. The 0-2 to two rules out Fangouge. Correct. So, and if the claimed philosopher is claiming to have gone after the artist asked their question, 
the only explanation for a jump from 0 to 2 is Nodashi or Vortox. Since neither Nodashi nor Vortox has a reason to kill their own minions in the night, C12 is not the sweetheart they are a minion. Okay. Or the Vortox or Nodashi has done something extremely weird. The uh, C12 was executed during the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they are just the minion here. Or they're mad. Or someone is Sarah, or someone has Sarah locked them as the sweetheart. Or someone has Sarah locked one of these dead outsiders as an outsider. Most likely they're just a minion. So we're just going to put a minion token on them. Uh, has anyone ever said they were mad at any point in this game? No. And no one has died from a witch? No one has died from a witch. There is no evil twin claim. No one has claimed to be pit hagged. Alright, so there's probably someone who's Sarah locked. Somewhere. That could clear seat 11, seat 12, or seat 4. Okay. I will, in fact, tell seat 12, if you're Saramat, you should break today. Okay. The player in seat 4 says, I'm not the klutz, I'm the dreamer, and uh, is executed and dies, and everyone goes to sleep. Okay. There we go. The following day, you wake up dead. Okay. The player in seat six says that they are the Philo who took Snake Charmer and has chosen both of the remaining living players and has not jumped. That's impossible. Uh, seat six is almost certainly the Saranovus. All right. Uh, and that's just because we know the Saranovus is alive. We know they were active yesterday. Philo's a double claim with C2. How does, a, how does a math number with a snake charmer work, Emma? Just out of curiosity, for the folks at home. It only triggers if it hits the demon. Alright. Like, seed 6 could be telling the truth, but seed 6 can't be poisoned by seed 9, because I'm in the way. They can't be poisoned by seed 1, because of where the outsiders are sitting. Um, seed 6 has to be lying, because the Vortex won't stop a Philo Snake Trimmer. If... Yeah, Seed 6 is just lying. There's no way for this them to be telling the truth. They could be the demon. They could be specifically in Nodashi poisoning me and Seed 5, because Seed 5 is also claiming to be the Snake Trimmer who picked everyone. No, actually, I think that's pretty likely, now that I think about it. Blockmaker 3 runs from seat 6 to seat 9. Seat 6 is a no-dashy poisoning me and the snake charmer. My math numbers are wrong. Um, seat 9 is the Saranovus. We have a dead witch somewhere. There's a problem with seat 10's information here. But they can be philo drunk by seat 2. Seat 10's information seems wrong. Yeah, seat 10's information is wrong. Fundamentally, seat 6 is lying. It's mechanically impossible for them to be telling the truth. Based on the math numbers. Based on the math numbers. All right, what knights do they claim to have seat charm, snake charmed seats 1 and seats 9? They claim, char they claim to have snake charmed seat 1 last night and seat 9 the night before. And what day did seat 5 die? Day 4. Day 4. Oh, we executed them, right? You executed them, yeah. Oh, yeah, so they're not vigor poisoned. Correct. Not vigor poisoned. Yeah, so they're just lying. They're, it's literally impossible for them to be Nodashi poisoned. 
they've had to have picked the demon if they're telling the truth about being the pilot snake charmer. They could also be mad. They did say they were the flower girl yesterday. Is there any other possibility? No, they're either mad or they're evil. Those are the only two possibilities. I guess they could be sweetheart drunk. If they're sweetheart drunk, that works, I guess. What day does C10 claim to have asked their artist question? C10 claims to have asked their artist question on day one. Day one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the seamstress claims to have acted on night one. So that can't be a jump from zero to two. Those would be on different nights. Seat nine can't be an Odashi poison. Seats ten and seat eight. So where's the demon, Emma? Yeah, I'm just going through it. Mm-hmm. No, don't. Calm down. <laughs> Who are the day one nominations again? Sure. The day one nominations were four, two, eleven, and six. Four, two, six, and eleven. Mm-hmm. They got a no. They got a no on four, two, six, and eleven. Right. What's the oracle information? Uh, the oracle claims that there is one dead evil. That tracks. That should be correct. Because we know there's a living demon and a living Saranovis. Seat 2 we executed, right? Seat 2 was executed. Seat 6 is a liar. Seat 5 also claims to have snake charmed everyone, right? Correct. Uh, when did they see? Can you give me the sequence that they claimed to have snake charmed people in? Probably. <laughs> uh, let's see. They started snake charming on the player in seat four, and then they worked to the player in seat three, and then the player in seat two, and then the player in seat one. They snake charmed the player in seat one. Seat twelve was dead. Yes. Through execution. Okay. Uh, the solve that works here is... Seat 1 is an Odashi, seat 2 is a minion, seat 9 is a minion. Seat 9 is the Saranovis, seat 3 is Saramad right now. They're the flower girl, they've isolated it to seat 1 and seat 9, that's sober and healthy information. Seat 10 is poisoned by seat 1. Uh, seat 3 is poisoned by seat 1, uh, which explains the town crier no one today when seat 2 nominated... C2 was executed, right? Correct. Yeah, this is the solve that works. With the sweetheart trunking the snake charm with that proxima math number one night. The other proc is on the town crier, I think. The two is the artist on the town crier. That tracks with all the information. What's the dreamer information? Uh, the dreamer is confirming the seamstress. Yeah, that, that tracks with the information. I don't think anything else does. Well, Emma, I got great news for you. You decide to tell the player in seat six to push on the player in seat one, and they're executed and die, and congratulations goes to the good team, who have executed the no-dashi sitting in seat one, poisoning the town crier in seat three through the pit hag, who was just a little bit unlucky and tried to make outsiders that were already in play. Uh, and the artist in seat 10 through the sweetheart and the mutant. Those no dashy tentacles, quite, quite long. The Saranovis in seat 9, telling the truth that there are two evil players left alive, of course. And your friend the seamstress clearing the mutant against the snake charmer in seat 5. You, of course, the mathematician. The dreamer in seat 4, who was Sarah locked as the klutz for the entire game and uh, came out on your recommendation. 
and the player in seat six, who is in fact the Philo Snake Charmer. Okay. Who drunk the Snake Charmer, and unfortunately, just the Philo and Philo Snake Charmer information never lined, never picked the demon when it would have lined up with you getting info. Okay, so the Philo was sweetheart drunk. The Philo was sweetheart drunk. In the end. Okay. Cool. Yep. And that was uh, that was your grim scenario, Emma, which you resolved quite well using those math numbers very effectively, and uh, some positioning as well. Because once you figure out whose poison and whose information doesn't seem right, it does make it quite a bit easier to track down a no dashy specifically. Yeah. And like you said, like I said at the start, the jump from zero to two should put you in Nodashi world as a mathematician. You can get to the Vortox world once you've ruled out all the Nodashi worlds, but the zero to two should send you that direction. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty right. I think, you know, when you look at sects and violets especially, math being able to solve for a specific demon is one of its strongest abilities. Maybe Nodashi is the easier easier one to sort of figure out in some ways, but... Um, I think we didn't use Nodashi the last time we went through Sect and Violets, and I think it's worth kind of pointing out how critical, you know, it is to not expect a Nodashi to just give a two every night. Exactly, no. It's very unlikely. Because people are dying, because most characters don't act night one, the only characters that act night one are the Clockmaker, the Dreamer, the Snake Charmer, the Mathematician, and the Philosopher. The Philosopher only can trigger a math if it specifically picks one of those first four characters. The math doesn't track its own information. The snake charmer can only trigger the math if it specifically hit the demon. So for the Nodashi to generate a clock two on night one, or a math two on night one, <laughs> that's a pretty unlucky Nodashi because they're sat in between a clockmaker and a dreamer, and the mathematician already knows it. Yep. And all you have to do is find the clockmaker or the dreamer. And then you can figure out who's in between them. That's probably your Nodashi. Might have to move a couple of spaces for outsiders. Minions or... and outsiders. Yeah. But you, if you look at the clockmaker and the dreamer and you pick the person who's closest in between them both, who's not claiming outsider, you'll probably find the Nodashi. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, mathematician can be extremely powerful, right? Um, but I think people kind of dismiss it as a, a middling role at times because its information is difficult to parse. You have to put in the work. Yeah, and I think specifically what people do is they try to track it as just the mathematician counts the number of poisoning or drunkening effects in flight, and that's not what the mathematician is doing. Yeah. Like, even with a no-dashy, you're going to get a lot of zeros and ones. Well, that was pretty fun. I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching you puzzle through that. We'll uh, take our little break here, I think. We'll take a nice little pause, and then we'll come back, and I get to do what I do best, the evil. So we'll see you guys in a minute. All right. Pretty sure they can hear us, right? Yeah, probably. probably. I'm still recording. Mm-hmm. Ah, I really need some coffee. Welcome back, everyone, to Grim Scenarios, episode 7. Uh, today we are doing some more Sex and Violence. Just go through some of the, again, trickier characters out there that we didn't hit on our first time around. So we're just went through a mathematician scenario and now we're switching back to the evil team and Milk is going to be playing as the Pit Hag in seat 11. The Pit Hag in seat 11 sounds like fun. Do love a good bit of Pit Hagging. So we're going to start on night two because that's the first time the Pit Hag acts. Mm-hmm. 
so we'll, we're just here in the herb garden. I'll just give you a short rundown of what happened on day one from your perspective. Sounds great. So you saw, talked to, to Siege 12, who told you they were the flower girl, and everyone voted yesterday. You talked to Seed 4, your fellow minion. They told you they were the witch. They told you Seed 1, your demon, is a Vortox. And they told you the bluffs were Snake Charmer, Savant, and Philosopher, and the one that was left for you was Savant. Okay. Uh, just making sure you said Seed 4 is the witch. Seed 4 is the witch, Seed 1 the Vortox. Seed 1 the Vortox, and I am apparently bluffing Savant. Or you can go off script, but Savant is the bluff that you have been given. Mm-hmm. You've been told your demon is bluffing Philosopher, and the witch is taking Snake Charmer. Demon is bluffing Philo. Okay. You learned that... You then talked to Seat 9. They told you they were the seamstress. Okay. They told you they got a no between Seats 6 and Seat 8. Seat six and eight. Which, of course, tracks with the fact that this is a Vortox game. Vortox game, yep. And you talk to seat eight, who claimed to be the town crier. Seat eight claimed to be the town crier. All right. At the execution phase, seat five immediately announced that it was a Vortox game, demanded everyone execute them so they would trust them, and all 12 players voted on seat 5, leading to their execution. Just put artist there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let's, let's talk about that reader that's an artist for a second. Sure. Uh, why do you think that player's an artist? So there's not a ton of, there's not a ton of roles um, that are going to be able to make a call like that on Sects and Violets. None of the outsiders can, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, a dreamer might be able to but a dreamer would not be in a hurry to get killed necessarily um, because it's possible that the demon could change right Mm -hmm. the uh snake charmer certainly wouldn't be able to the math wouldn't have a number that would say say that uh flower girl and town crier need to wait till after noms and voting to get that information oracles don't get information night one savant information would be very difficult to track i mean unless the storyteller is really not doing a great job savant information would be difficult to track that early i already know where there's a seamstress and you know there's no savant in play (laughs) i know there's oh yeah right there's no savant in play um i already it, it could be a philo who took artist but again it's day one so why would a philo do that on day one juggler doesn't have information sage doesn't have information it's literally just an artist who has asked a vortoxy artist question to try to figure out if it's a vortox that's it easy yeah and when everybody votes and there's a no the demon did not vote it's gonna be pretty obvious (laughs) that it's a vortox game yeah. Let's talk about so the art you think C5 is the artist. C5 is probably Let's the artist. Let's talk a little bit about the asking of so-called Vortox questions by artists. It's not our focus this episode, but it is something I put in the scenario so we could slander these types of questions. Let's think about what value finding out it's a Vortox on day 1 has. You're always going to play around Vortox insects and violets. You're not just going to not kill somebody every day until you know what the demon is pretty clearly. And that often means mid to late game. Artist questions are exceptionally strong information. 
even on a script with a Vortox, you can ask almost anything. It's much like when we talked about gossip. You craft your own information. You decide what the meaning of what you get back is going to, what value it's going to have. You can be very precise. You can say, is this character, you know, is this player on the good team, right? You can eliminate sections of the grim, which is a very popular thing to do, right? You can determine if a role is in play or not, right? There are tons and tons of things you can do with an artist question. Figuring out it's a Vortox right away does causes two problems. The first is your extremely adaptable information has been used up to discover something you might have figured out later anyway and might not have been that important to know. And it also means that the evil team can work around that if you just come out with that information, artist. So now that I know that you know it's a Vortox game, well... First of all, it means I can change the demon pretty much at will if I want to. Because since you already know it's a Vortox game, if I change it, you're you're not going to be able to track it very easily because your information from before was all just wrong. So that's a whole problem. If I change the demon in the middle of the game now, it's quite strong. If I don't change the demon, but we you know the evil team can fake a demon change somehow that might be a possibility too so there's a lot of you know there's a lot that the evil team can do with just having that information out there um it's not not necessarily in my opinion the best use of an artist question yeah no i think i'd agree with that as i said this is inherent to slander and as we saw in just the last scenario where you also had an artist ask a vortex question sometimes they're just no dash you poisoned yeah and the artist could just literally be getting just false information to make it look like a Vortox game. When having nothing that tells them that. Well, yeah, so, like, it's a true waste of your ability, I would say. Yep. You're, like, especially in this player account, maybe on, like, a seven-player Sex and Violets. Yeah, in a smaller game. In a smaller, in that you don't have the time you have to discover it's a Vortox naturally. Like, maybe just doing that day one is useful for the artist on a 7-player game. But on a 12-player game, on a 13-player game, on a 14-player game, on a 15-player game, the sort of game sizes you'll see normally online or in conventions. Yeah. 11, 10. You're gonna solve Vortox with the information rolls in Sex and Violets. Don't be in a hurry to throw away your artist question to find out it's a you Vortox. You can use your artist question on something that's much more valuable, even in a Vortox game. Especially in a Vortox game, because you know the information's gonna be wrong. Anyway... So good, we talked about that. So, you, so the good team knows your knows the demon type. Get wrecked, artist. <laughs> <laughs> the good team knows the demon type. Yeah. Um, they were going to figure it out anyway. They were going to figure it out off the flower girl tomorrow, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, and they were going to. And everyone voted. Uh, you know, as the votes on the artist went around, it became apparent what was happening, and the evil team all put their hands up to yeah. protect the demon. Like yeah, and why? Why would you mind? Why might you do that? I mean, if if there's, we don't want to be eliminated as demon candidates, right? This is minion one hundred and one. Everybody, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. We've said it a few times. Minion one hundred and one. You want to be a potential demon candidate. If at any point in the game you are no longer a potential demon candidate, you are no longer useful to the team, because you are less likely to get executed than the demon, and that's a problem. Okay, yeah. And especially when you can, you don't know if there's a flower girl. Well, you were told there was a flower girl in play. Sure. By a some claimed flower girl. You don't know that for sure. They could be lying to you. Yeah. But there could be a flower girl anywhere. I mean, there could still be a flower girl on the Grim, even if they're lying. 
Yeah, and you but you really just cannot let your demon be exposed as the only person not to vote on a Flower Girl Day. So when you see everyone's hands shooting up as a minion, you gotta throw your hand up too so your demon doesn't get exposed. If Flower Girl's on the script, you gotta vote when your demon votes. It's just that yeah. simple. Let's talk about, what what are you thinking as a pit hag in the early game here? Right now, um, the crucial part of pit hag is really about communicating with your team. Um, pit hags have a lot of power. Um, it is a role which I think when people first come to Sects and Violets, they think is, holy crap, this is really, really, you could just make anything you want. You can't make anything you want, but you can make a lot of things. Um, the reason you can't make anything you want is because obviously anything you, anything that's already in play can't be made, right? So that's a, that's a, that's an issue. Right now, um, generally speaking, pit hags will start the game out uh, considering whether or not to make some outsiders, right? Create some extra outsiders, delete powerful townsfolk roles, change out powerful townsfolk roles for less powerful townsfolk roles, um, things like that, right? Um, one thing I think you can do with a pit hag that's kind of fun is uh, if there's if there's no juggler in play or if you think there's no juggler in play, you can make a juggler on someone that you intend to kill or intend to have the team kill and just put off their death by a day. So, for example, if you know where there's a flower girl and you don't want to kill them tonight, but you want to kill them tomorrow night or you want to commit to the team killing them tomorrow night, you could turn that flower girl into a juggler. They juggle tomorrow, and then you kill them the next night so they don't get information. Um, so there's things you can do like that. Um, you can also, and this is the more crucial part, and I think probably at this point the part that may be important in this scenario, um, you can also change your teammates into other things. You can change your teammates into other minions. You could change a witch into a Saranovis. We didn't get a witch proc today, so we could turn a witch into a Saranovis, and then we can hide the Saranovising from the first day on an evil player. Um, that's a thing we could do. Uh, we could turn the we could turn the demon into another demon. Now that usually comes with a signal from the storyteller of either two deaths or no death. Um, this early in the game, it's probably two deaths. Um, if we could find a way to simulate a no-death night, if we could coordinate to simulate a no-death night, we might be able to trick the town into thinking it's no longer a Vortox game. Um, so there's there's a lot of things we can do there as well. And we can certainly hide the pit-hagging. That's the m more important early in the game, certainly, is to maybe not necessarily reveal that you are in play. Um, because if you can hold on to hold off on revealing that you're in play, you might you might be able to do more, right? As soon as someone gets changed into an outsider, they're going to come out and say, "Hey, there's a pit hag. I'm changing. I'm, I was changed into an outsider." So, um, so those are things that you think about as a pit hag. You also have, of course, philosopher and snake charmer as bluffs, which Correct. are very powerful pit hag bluffs because those are townsfolk that make sense for the evil team to be. But probably not this early. Not this early, yeah. But making a snake charmer on the evil, t making an evil snake charmer means that you can move a player from one place to another. Uh, making an evil philosopher means you can do the do the same kind of thing. Um, you can get an you evil can also drunk a townsfolk. Towns drugs a townsfolk if you know that there's one in play. Yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting things you can do with the pit hag. So, all right, so it's night two, huh? Yeah, it's night two. It's your turn to act. It's night turn two, and it's my tempo. Um. I need to think about a couple of things. The first thing I need to think about is, do we want this game accelerated? Is this a game that I think needs extra kills from a witch? Um, I didn't. I talked to the, my I talked to my witch uh, teammate yesterday, but I didn't 
necessarily say I was going to pit hag them, but after what happened, I'm trying to decide whether or not it's worth speeding up this game, which means is it better to have a witch in play or is it better to have a Serenovus in play? So I'm tempted to turn the witch into the Serenovus to continue hiding that I am in play. It does give us uh, two days of having to hide that a Serenovus is in play on someone. Um, that can be the witch. That can be me, um, depending on what I've claimed to people today. Um, that can be the demon, right? The demon could hide that because I believe the Serenovus goes before the pit hag. Yep, they do. So yes, that's correct. Here's our night order sheet, folks. Let's always make sure when you're a minion to check your night order sheet so you know what's going to happen, right? So we lose a night of minion effectiveness if we change a minion as the pit hag. Um, now that town knows that it's a vortex, I could consider changing the demon into a different demon. That's another thing that I could do. Um, I could, on the on the very fringe set of worlds, is I could make a I could make a good demon, uh, which might be might be entertaining, but is not something we're going to do now. I think <clears throat> right now, what one of the better things I can do is try to take a townsfolk that has strong information of some kind. Um, or at least a suspected townsfolk, and turn them into an outsider. Um, that's a pretty standard pit hag play. Um, and so from from that perspective, I might look at the players in seat eight and seat six, who are going to be confirmed tomorrow as being on the same team, and change one of them into an outsider um, to make them not want to die. Um, I would probably make a klutz, because having a klutz in the game is almost always good for the evil team, especially mid to late game. Um, a barber might not be bad to have as well. Um, but yeah, those are those are the kinds of things I'm thinking about right now. Okay. Well, you have to make a choice. And you know, of course, making a choice with imperfect information is always something that happens to the evil team. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at this and thinking about, is it is it worth which confirming players in a Vortox game, right? Because the Witch usually confirms players as good when they die. And I think it might be more useful to have a Serenovus in play right now. So I'm I'm actually going to go with the play that hides me, that hides the minions a little bit. It does lose us a day of effectiveness. Um, I'm going to turn the Witch into the Serenovus. Okay, you make the Witch into the Serenovus. All right, you wake up, you learn that... See... Two died. Seat two says, I am the sage. I learned seat nine and seat twelve. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> because now we've got four players on this Grim that are definitely not the demon. They're the two players who are confirmed as not the demon by the seamstress uh, in seat eight and seat six. Uh, or who are confirmed as being on the same team, at least, by the Seamstress, which is more likely to be good players. And then, of course, the two players who are definitely not the Demon in the Sage's Vortex ping between Seat 12 and Seat 9. So 12, 9, 8, and 6 are unlikely to get killed today, which is bad. Um, which means that one of myself, the Demon, the Serenovus, or one of these three empty th three seats I don't know much about is going to get killed today. So I actually need to talk to those 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 people probably. I need to talk to the players in seat ten, seven, or three. All right. Well, they're all around for you to talk to. Well, I would love to talk to the player in seat ten. All right. You talk to the player in seat ten. 
they strongly agree it's a Vortex game. Yeah. Oh, they do strongly agree it's a Vortex game. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they say my information. It doesn't necessarily mean it's definitely a Vortex game, but with what went down, it's Vortex. So they trust the player in seat five. Yeah, they say I'm at the Oracle with a one. Like none of those people are evil. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. It probably is a Vortex game, right? I mean, it seems like a Vortex yeah. game. Yeah. What do you offer them? Uh, I think I'm gonna start. I think I'm gonna start claiming to be the. I mean, I actually have a pretty good amount of information of what's here now. <clears throat> I could fish and try to say that I'm the mathematician, since we just talked about mathematician, and give some weird vortexy math numbers. Um, savant. Savant's a fine bluff, and I don't mind a savant bluff, but getting a savant bluff to be useful here is going to be a lot of work. And you don't want to do a lot of work. Well, I think I have other things I have to pay attention to now. You know, something we probably don't talk about all that often is how much time and attention you have to pay to what's going on in the game. Um, and, you know, here on Grim Scenarios, of course, you know, we've got lots of time to solve these solve these various different puzzles. But um, in in real life, you only have a certain amount of concentration and a certain amount of, you know, effort that you can get get together. And I have to craft two savant statements for each day, um, which this is the third day of having to craft savant statements. Second day, but yes. Second, the second day of having to craft savant statements, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I could I could do that. Savant's a great bluff. It's one that I love to use. Um, but I think I might just go math because I can make basically just, like, I can basically just say one. You know, I'm just a math one every night or something, you know, silly like that, you know. Um, because then, you know, ideally I want to look suspicious later. So that's, like, that's, like, part of it. Too. No, talking to mathematicians, you run into seat three after you talk to seat not ten, uh-huh. who tells you they're mathematicians with straight zero, and they're which makes them a little less convinced this is a vortex game. They think it probably is, but the math zeros they say that's a fangu number. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hmm, that's that's really that's really interesting. I don't think you're the mathematician. Okay, you say. All right. Well, I this is social play that we can't simulate, but uh, I might double claim the mathematician at this point. <laughs> All right, and you also wanted to talk to seat seven. Uh, and I need to talk to seat seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, seat seven will tell you that they are the barber. The barber. All right. Well, that's pretty interesting. Why would you? Why would you tell? Would you tell me you're the barber? They say, well, it seems everyone's convinced it's a vortex game, so I don't have to be worried about Fang Goo jumping. I think we should probably execute me today so the evil team can't make use of the barber swap in the late game. Well, that's not a bad idea. Maybe we should do that. That seems like a really strong uh, that seems like a really strong use of your ability. Mm. All right. Well, uh I might I might try to I might try to look like I'm Sarah Mad today uh and just claim to be the mathematician. So I'll probably push on C3. You know, you get back uh you push on C3. Uh, the barber in seat seven. The seat seven pushes on themselves. Uh, seat nine pushes on seat four. Um, they say they had a dodgy conversation with them, and they think that they're pretty suspicious from not being in either the seat or the sage pains. And after all of that, eventually seat four is executed and dies. <laughs> uh, 
That's unfortunate. Yeah, you've lost your fellow minion. It's fine. And like, like with the evil gang, obviously we're not trying to solve the grim. We are, we are just sort of talking about things you can do in these scenarios. So it's time to change the demon. It's time to change the demon. Okay. We're in bad trouble here, and hopefully the demon has an, as much information as I do about what's going on on the grim. Um, I wasn't able to tell the demon about the barber in time yesterday, and there wasn't really a good way for me to signal it, unless the barber just literally outed. No, no, they literally outed. They said they really wanted to be executed. The demon might, the demon might kill them today. Um, if the demon decides to kill them today and swap the two of us, I become the Vortox. The demon becomes the Pit Hag. It sort of negates the purpose of this exercise, though. <laughs> so I'm not going to trust that they're going to do that, and instead I'm probably going to. So this is a little awkward because I'm probably now being forced into a line of play. I don't really have a ton of options here. Um, trusting the demon to make the kill on the barber and then swap us um, so that I can claim to have been Serenovus mad for two days might work. But I don't know if the demon's going to do that. Um, the better choice might be to make a Fangu. Town is going to expect for there to be a demon change now that they know it's Vortox. How much information is left over is a big question, um, and what people would make is also a big question. I could make a Vigor, hope that the demon picks me, and then uh, that the storyteller chooses to kill two players, one of them being me, which results in me still having my ability, and then being able to make a Fangu again later. But that's a lot of expectation from the storyteller. I think the best way... So I'm a big fan of controlling our own agency, controlling our own destiny, like making choices that we think will get us closer to the win. Probably at this point, the thing that gets us closer to the win is making a Fangu and letting the demon try to jump to not the barber. <laughs> so you turn seed one into a Fangu, I suppose. Yeah, I think I, ha I think I have to. I don't really see a whole lot of other lines that are going to make this that are going to make this better for us. Hopefully the Fangu doesn't jump to the barber. Hopefully he's not planning on killing the barber and swapping us tonight. That would be a catastrophe of epic proportions. Um, unless the storyteller let the barber swap go through and didn't do the jump. Like there's a lot that can happen. This is the best way for me to ensure that my team continues to be strong. We got to get out of war talk. No, and most likely um there's going to be no kills tonight. Yeah, most likely there's going to be no kills, and then we wake up tomorrow and we're still killing into maybe the Barber, maybe C3. Um, I'm going to claim to have been Serenovus mad for two days, so that's the thing that I can do. And so you make a Fangu. I make a Fangu. Yep. That's the that's the, that's the the typical Pit Hag play. I would prefer to make a different demon, to be honest, um, because I don't think it's as expected. But... I think making a Nodashi where the Fangu is still makes that player look like the Fang looks like still makes that player look like the demon. We need to we need to make a world where the where seat one isn't the demon anymore, right? That's the world we need to make. Isn't possible as a demon, and we need to kill off nine and twelve and eight and six, but that can happen later. All right. Well, uh, you wake up the next day. Seat twelve is unsurprisingly dead. Um, they were very confirmed by the sage ping. Or actually, no, they're not dead, sorry. No one dies that night. Because you made a demon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seat six wants to talk to you. Sure. Oh, I, I let everyone know that I think that seat four was the Serenovus, by the way. Okay. Uh, seat six asks you if you are the Savant. 
Yes, I am the savant. And they say, okay, that's good to know. You're either the savant or the pithag, I think, unless I'm now sat next to a node dashi. Yeah, that seems right. I doubt the evil team would have... I mean, they certainly changed the demon, obviously, we know that. Um, and I doubt that the evil team uh, would make, you know, would make a static demon at this point. They've probably made a fengu. Yeah. They say, do you want to share any of your information? Um, yes, but uh, I haven't gotten my information from the storyteller yet today. And all of my other information is vortoxed, so it's all going to be double false. So it's not necessarily useful. Yeah. Uh, I would probably have been making up savant information, expecting this, expecting this line of play. I have not been sitting here making up savant information, <laughs> so we'll just assume that I competently made up some vortoxy-sounding savant information about the yeah. the outsider count has been modified. I can do it fast. The outsider count has been modified, or uh, uh, an evil player target an evil player on night one, and on night two or on day two. Um, Two outsiders are seated adjacent to one another, or um, two evil players are seated adjacent to one another. Yeah, so that's fine. That's just some garbage Savant information. And then I have to go visit the storyteller and get Savant information. You do now have to visit the storyteller and get Savant information. You've been bullied into the Savant bluff. I've been bullied into my Savant bluff. Almost like the storyteller really wants you to talk about how to craft Savant information that helps your team as an evil player. So after two days of not having crafted information that helps my team as an evil player and just making up some garbage, um, here I am in the situation of now having to make up Savant information. Um, this day of Savant information has to be pretty strong because... Um, it has to be the most believable bit of Savant information I give. Also, I am now expecting that I need to eventually become the demon in this game. Um, so that's a whole thing. Um, and the Fangu no longer can kill the Barber, which is, again, another whole problem. But we'll deal with it later. So, crafting good Savant information as an evil player. The first thing to remember is always that whatever false statement you make is going to be, make sure that you have a false one. Because having a false one is really, really important. Um, so something that you know from your understanding of the Grimm is almost certainly uh, almost certainly false. Um, and then something else that leads your team to look good, whether that's you yourself or the demon, right? Um, I've shifted from the minion mode of having to look like a suspect to now having to look like someone who's going to catch the demon later on in this game. Probably by making myself the mutant and letting the fangu jump to me, uh, or snake charming the demon myself. Depends on which of those two things I need to do. You probably want to let the demon jump and then snake charm the yeah, new demon, well, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's the ideal. Yeah, uh, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. So uh, anyway, the, the, the information I should probably give today, uh, the false piece of information can confirm that the demon has been changed because everybody already knows anyway. Um, it can confirm that the Vortox is not in play. Um, it can do something that kind of, uh, it can, it could, uh, or the true piece of information, excuse me, can do something like that. Um, the false piece of information should be something that's sort of blatantly not, blatantly not true. Let's see. The, the, my fake true piece of information here is that the witch has failed, uh, the witch has targeted a different player every night, 
that will be that will be the true piece of information and the false piece of information will be that there is a player who has not used their once per game ability uh, you finish talking with the storyteller and then your demon requests to talk with you yes let's talk uh, they say thank you for the change I no would like us to make seat 12 the new demon you want to make seat 12 the new demon okay do you know what the other outsider in play is? They say they don't, but just shoot at C12 today. Hope they're the de hope you get an outsider out of play outsider. If they die, they die. We can try C9 tomorrow if we miss. Sounds good to me. Okay. Uh, as you're having this conversation, the storyteller suddenly calls everyone back to town. Okay. Uh, where seat eight is saying loudly that they are the mutant, and the storyteller announces they are executed and die. Well, that's helpful, but I already assumed it was a mutant. Yeah. So why would Fair I think enough. that there was? A, why would I think that it was a mutant in play? Right. Um, outsiders are incentivized not to come out when it's possible that it's a Fangu game. Um, there were lots of claims of powerful roles, and only one claim of an outsider in a game that was known to be a Vortox game. Now the demon has changed; it's almost certainly a Fangu. So that means that the mutant, right? Uh, probably wants to come out uh, so that they don't get Fangu jumped, unless they want to get Fangu jumped. But either way, um, the hidden outsider part of this game was kind of done. So that means that regular outsiders like Sweethearts and Klutzes should definitely have come out. So. All right. So this is probably going to be the last night we run, but... Yep. We're going to make the Flower Girl into the Sweetheart. Okay. The Flower Girl is turn. You do that. Mm -hmm. You wake up, and of course, seat one is dead. And the next part of our plan is to turn seat 9 into a klutz. So we're, we're gonna call this I think here, both because we've been recording for a little bit over an hour and five minutes, and that's about the length I think we want to shoot. And also because there's not much more... Like, you may win this game, you may lose this game. As we've talked about, like, you may turn yourself into the snake charmer or the philo snake charmer at some point if you feel you need to move the demon off seat 12. If you feel you're less likely to be executed... Yeah, but look how much look how much flexibility I have in what I want to do here. I can make mm -hmm. seat nine into a klutz. We're almost certainly going to kill seat nine. That forces seat nine to make a pick, right? Um, I can uh, make seat six into a klutz. That's probably an even better choice because seat six is the dreamer and get them out of here, actually. So make seat six into a klutz. They're still possibly evil. Eh, not really. Um, the mutant's dead, so... Nope, mutant's confirmed dead, so they're not evil anymore. So yeah, seat six has to die. Seat nine has to die. Making one of them a klutz is always going to be a good thing to do. Um, I can make myself into the Philo. I can make myself into the snake charmer. I can jump the demon to me. I can make myself into a demon if I had to. Like I can go yeah. back to I can go back to another another potential demon. You know, there's a lot of things I have available to me. Yeah, and sort of the thing I think I want to emphasize for our viewers here is this was a pretty rough start for evil. Like the demon type was immediately outed publicly in multiple ways. Like there was like three or four information pieces confirming it was Vortox, and we didn't even talk to the dreamer who had drummed two people wrong. Yep. Until day th until it was no longer a Vortox game. Back to what we said about the artist. They're, you're gonna figure it out. You're gonna figure out it's Vortox, okay? You're gonna figure it out. You don't need to use your artist question like that. You quickly lost the Saranovis, who started the game as the Witch, without them really having an impact on the game. Not at all. Like, it was, but like, the Pit Hag is the flexibility, the extendability engine for uh, sex and violence. We're now in a much stronger spot for evil. Now, 
Frankly, a lot of people, seat one is probably going to be a known outed Fangu at this point because we do have the Oracle. Yep. Um, we know that the Oracle is probably real because they got the Vortex information and they're not on our team. Yep. Um, and they're not the mutant. <laughs> our night, our night kills are basically set. We're killing seat six and seat yeah. nine. We probably there's a very good 10. chance that seat seven is executed today as a Fangu jump. That's almost because you've certain. successfully hidden the presence of a pit hack. I think you don't really want a pit hack to be super well known. Though, of course, once seat seven is executed as the barber, that's going to be known. So it's I don't need to I don't need to worry about it tonight. I needed to I needed to keep it secret up until now, right? Seat seven seat seven gets killed. Maybe the demon swaps me. You know, maybe the demon swaps with me. Maybe we swap the barber back into play. Like, there's a lot. You can swap the barber back. There's a lot you can do. There's a lot of stuff you can do to make tracking down where this Mangu jumped possible. We're not saying that you're going to win this game, but I did want to emphasize sort of how we've sort of pulled evil back from a very bad spot to now a situation where you have an extra evil player. You've killed a bunch of good players off or removed them from the game. It's down to five versus two, which isn't so bad from where you started on nine versus three. Yep. It's uh, it's still going to be tricky. We're not, we're not, we're not in the, we're not out of the woods yet. But You're not out of the woods, but... We've got an extra vote, and that's a big, powerful thing about getting a Fangu in play, right? You get an extra vote. I'm happy with how this scenario played out for you. I'm happy how it played out, too, and I think we've demonstrated a lot of really interesting and useful things about the Pit Hag, hopefully. At least through talking through it, even if we didn't do the things. Most importantly, the talking to your demon. Like, <laughs> when you're going to set up the Fangu jump, like... The pit hag and the demon talking so they know where the outsiders are likely to be is important. Like, a lot of times with pit hags, I see them not talk to their demons. No, gotta talk to the demon. I said that at the beginning, too. Yeah, you. they just go do their own thing, they play their stuff, The they maybe take turn their demon to a fangu when things are looking edgy, but, like, the demon doesn't know where the outsiders are, like... <laughs> Like, in the Fangu, the Pit Hag's making outsiders elsewhere. Like, you need, like, the Sex and Violets minions and demon evil teams work together as a cohesive unit. Like, they don't work together. Like, in Trouble Brewing, you can sort of go off and do your own things. And sometimes it's sad when the, you poison the fortune teller the night the demon kills them. Yep. But it's never that big a deal. In Sex and Violets, like, not coordinating is a death sentence for the evil team. I think a broader topic of conversation, which we can start to get into a little bit now that we've kind of gone over the basics of the base threes is talking a little bit about strategy for teams um especially the evil team in how you communicate how often you communicate when you need to communicate and when you can get away with kind of intuiting what other players are going to do right we talked especially um uh earlier on um about you know, do you really need to go talk to your minions day one? How useful is it to, you know, talk to minions before any of you have gathered any information? First conversation talking to a minion, it's fine. You know, nobody's probably tracking who you're talking to. Sometimes people bring that stuff up, but it's not all the time. Um, but when you need to make a big play, you definitely need to talk to your teammates. You definitely need to communicate with the demon if you're a minion, if you're a powerful minion like a pit hag that's setting something like this up. Right? You've got to know what they want to do, where they want to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, if you're going to use your ability uh, as an evil player on a teammate, maybe let them know you're going to do it so they expect it. 
changing a witch into a Serenovus, that's probably not such a that's probably not such a huge thing. And it was probably better for our team to have a Serenovus instead of a witch anyway, um, even if it just never affected the game. Um, but you know, when you're gonna make changes that affect your teammates, that are gonna affect how they play, gotta let them know. Gotta interact. Gotta coordinate, especially with demon movement, especially with changing the demon, because at this point, also, the player in seat four, who was previously the witch slash Serenovus, doesn't know who the demon is. They know that the demon has jumped, but they may not vote on the player in seat seven because they may think, oh, crap, my demon jumped to that barber and now they're going to get voted out. Right. They may not know the plan right now. And so they're out on an island a little bit, um, not really able to, you know, not really able to contribute to the team because they don't know what's going on. So, yeah. Well, that was a fun scenario, Emma. Thanks for that. Thanks for the evil times. Yeah, yeah. Pit hagging. Uh, we'll be back, of course, next week. Um, probably doing something different. Probably not Sex and Violets. Either it'll either be a custom or it'll be Trouble Brewing or BMR again. Time for another little time for another little swap out of here and see what we can see what else we can find. We've had a few other requests for things to look at, um, and we might. Mm. Might might do one or two of those, um, since since they they do seem to be holding your attention as an audience. All right. Anyway, as always, there is be grim this week. Indeed. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>